Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 welcome you are listening to hope and faith ministry a broadcast of the historic people's baptist church in boston new england's oldest african-american church hope and faith ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father dr wesley roberts senior pastor at people's baptist church we're so glad you're here Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. I thought I would um, preach on the, on the topic, making it through a storm. Making it through a storm. Some years back, one of um, our members came to my office by appointment to share the trials and tribulations she has been going through over a period of about seven years. Or she had to deal with very serious health problems, major family issues, job-related issues, and issues of personal safety living in a dangerous neighborhood. In fact, she said that a gunshot narrowly missed her while sitting in her home. She was feeling physically and emotionally exhausted and overwhelmed by all that was happening in her life. And she came to talk to me about it. Now, some of you listening to me well understand what she was going through and maybe asking, what do you do when the storms of life are raging in your life? There are three different kinds of storms that we face in life. There are situational storms when circumstances seem to plot against you and everything seems to go wrong at once. There are relational storms when a relationship has been strained to the breaking point as between parent and child, brothers and sisters, wife and husband, family members and friends. And then there are emotional storms. We may have a nice smile, on our face, but inside we are in turmoil. We may be paralyzed by fear, overcome by guilt, or consumed with worry or jealousy. And before we look at the miracle of Jesus stilling this storm in Matthew chapter 8, which was read for us by Dr. Dyer, I want to mention three facts about a storm. The first fact is that storms are inevitable. Storms, when I speak about storms, I'm thinking about troubles, problems, tribulations. Storms are inevitable. They will happen. You will experience them. If you are not in a storm right now, just wait and you will be sooner or later. They are a part of life. As James chapter 1 and verse 2 tells us, Dear brothers and sisters, whenever trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. Note the word whenever. It does not say if trouble comes, you can count on it. 
you will face storms, you'll face problems, you'll face tragedies and other things in your life which make life extremely difficult. Nobody goes through life smiling or sailing smoothly from cradle to grave. We have tough times that we have to go through. Life is difficult because storms are inevitable. But the second thing about storms is that storms are unpredictable. They come suddenly. They come unexpectedly. They are unpredictable. It says in Matthew chapter 8 and the first part of verse, of verse 24, without warning, a furious storm came up. Try as we may, we cannot predict the things that will happen to us in this life. It's amazing what people try. They try astrology, palm reading, tea leaves, horoscope. They'll try anything to see if today is going to be a good day or a bad day. But we can't predict what a day will bring forth. We can't predict storms. They are unpredictable and they are inevitable. But the third thing is that storms are impartial. They happen to good people and they happen to bad people. They happen to believers and they happen to unbelievers. They happen to all of us. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 4 to 5, we read, He causes us, God, he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. You see, being a Christian does not exempt us from the storms of life. There's a misconception on the part of a lot of believers that the only time that you run into trouble and difficult circumstances is when you are disobeying God. You're not in God's will. But that is not true. You could be doing exactly what God tells you to do and still be in a storm. The fact is, God, is that God has not promised us a storm-free life. If storms are inevitable and if storms are unpredictable and if storms are impartial, then the issue really becomes what is my response going to be to the storms that are inevitably going to come into my life? And so there are two possible reactions when you face a storm. Number one, you can be filled with panic. You can be filled with panic. Matthew chapter 8 and, and verse uh, 25 says, The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. The disciples were no, no mere novices. They had been out on the Sea of Galilee perhaps hundreds of times. They were fishermen. They had been through many storms. But evidently, this one was life-threatening and scared them to death. This was a major storm, something they had not, probably had not seen before. It says they panicked. They got afraid. And that is our typical reaction when a storm comes in our life. You see, the alternative to being filled with panic is you can be filled with peace. You can be filled with peace. 
Look at the contrasting reaction uh, in Jesus. In uh, Matthew 8, 20, 24, we read, Without warning, a furious storm came upon the lake, so the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. Sleeping in a storm. You talk about peace. This shows the humanity of Jesus. For one thing, it shows that he got tired. In his humanity, he got tired like the rest of us. After a full day of ministry, teaching and preaching, he was exhausted and he lays down and takes nap. If you have ever wondered if Jesus can identify with your fatigue, this is an example of it. Yes, he knows what it means to be dead tired, to be exhausted. But more than that, I think this is a picture of complete trust in God. Jesus was not worried at all by the storm. He was setting an example by the fact of his sleep, teaching a lesson to his disciples. So the question is, did Jesus know there was going to be a storm before he even went into the boat? Without a doubt. He knew they were sailing right into a storm. It was part of his plan to teach a lesson about faith. Nothing ever surprises God. God, I'm having financial problems. He knows. God, I'm having health problems. He knows. God, I'm having family problems. He knows. God, I'm having problems on the job or I'm having problems not having a job. He knows. He saw all of these things coming. Nothing ever surprises him. It is interesting to note that Jesus is sleeping in the storm because one of the signs that you are in a storm, either relationally or experientially, is you start losing sleep. That's how you know when you are really in a storm. When we are in storms, we lay awake at night, tossing and turning, going over it in our mind, trying to figure it out, worrying, what if? Americans spend more than half a billion dollars each year on sleep aids. Yet Jesus can go to sleep anywhere. That's what I call peace of mind. I can be in panic or I can be at peace when I face a storm. The fact is, sometimes sleeping can be a statement of faith. You say, God, it is too big of a problem for me. I can't handle it. It's your problem and I'm, going, and I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to bed. You're up all night. I need sleep. You don't need it. That's a statement of faith. God, I don't know how you're going to work this out, but I'm going to bed. I leave it in your hands. It's a statement of faith instead of worrying. So where in the world do you get that kind of peace in a storm? You get that kind of peace when you apply the three principles taught in Matthew chapter 8, 23 through 27. So when it seems like your situation is deteriorating, that your ship is sinking, you do three things. And they are simple but very profound. 
One, you remember God's closeness. You remember God's closeness. Remember that he is near you, that he is with you, that you are not by yourself. In Matthew chapter 8 and and 23, then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. They had nothing to fear. He said, Jesus was in the boat. Do you think that God was going to let the boat sink with Jesus in it? That in itself should have calmed them. Jesus was there with them, experiencing the storm with them. You see, if you're going to make it through a storm, the first lesson you have to learn is that God is always with you. There will be nothing that I will face the rest of my life that I have to face alone by myself. God is with me. Jesus is in my boat. We tend to forget that when we are in storms. We think we are all alone. We think that God is far away. God has promised every believer, Lo, I am with you always. And he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 and 2, we read, Fear not, for I redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. What a promise. Remember God's closeness. But secondly, you relax in God's care. You relax in God's care. You see, the typical response when we go through a storm, when the trials and tribulations come upon us, is to wonder, does God care about what's going on in my life? Why is he allowing this to happen? Notice what the disciples said in in Mark 4 and and verse 38. Jesus was on the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we, if we drown? You see, that's, that's the common response we have in tragedy. Don't you care, God, what's happening to me? Don't you care what's going on in my life, God? The answer is, of course he cares. This is the second great lesson that we must learn if we are going to make it successfully through the troubles and the trials of life. God cares about what I go through. And we need to repeat it time and time again. God cares about what I'm going through. How much does he care? Read the Bible. Read the the 7,000 promises that have been given us there. Then tell me that God doesn't care. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He said, there's one thing that the disciples did right when they got afraid. They took their fear to Jesus. Why? Because he's the only one who can do anything about it. Remember God's closeness and relax in his care. But thirdly, you rely 
on God's control. You rely on God's control. Let his power see you through. In Mark chapter 4 and verse verse 39, we read, He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. The disciples had seen Jesus do one miracle after another. They, of all people, should have known that he was competent and capable to handle the situation that they were in. There was no need to be afraid. There's nothing beyond the control of Almighty God. Fear comes when we experience things in life that are beyond our control. When things are beyond our control, it frightens us. And the truth is, there are many things in life that are out of our control. So there are lots of things to be frightened by. But the good news that the Bible tells us is that the things that are beyond our control are not beyond God's control. And that's good news. I can't control everything that happens to me, to my family, to my friends, and and even uh, in the church of which I'm the pastor. I can't control all that goes on. But God is in control, and that's what allows me to, to um, maintain my cool, that when things are out of control, I know exactly where to go, because I know who is in control. And that is a storm reliever. Jeremiah 32 and verse 17 says, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Before they got into the boat, Jesus said to the disciples, we are going to the other side. The very fact that he said we are going to the other side means that they are going to get to the other side. He didn't say it would be an easy trip. He didn't say that they wouldn't get wet. He didn't say that they wouldn't have a scare, a panic attack in the midst of the, of the trip. He just said, we are going to the other side. And if he said it, then they are going to make it. Notice what Jesus said to his disciples in verse, in verse 26. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. Jesus told the disciples two things. One The root of your problem is fear. And two, the solution to your problem is faith. The greatest threat to the lives of the disciples was not the storm. It was their unbelief. The secret of victory over fear is faith. And it's not the amount of faith that you have. It's what you put your faith in that makes the difference. Everyone has faith. You have faith every time you get into your car that it will take you Um, to your destination. You had faith um, this morning when you ate your breakfast that it wasn't poisoned. Everybody has faith. You don't need a lot of faith. Just a little bit of faith will do. You put a little faith in a big God and you get big results. Jesus said, you of little faith. Many Christians live lives that require almost no faith at all. 
They are not risking anything. They are not attempting anything. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. Jesus can be trusted in the storms of life. The only way we are going to learn that is to go through the storms. To go through the trials and the tribulations. And then we recognize and, and um, come face to face with the fact that God can be trusted. As Andrew Crouch says, if I never had a problem, I never know what God, I would never know that God could solve them. I never know what faith in God could do. It is when we respond to the storms in our life with faith that we see God's power most visibly and we sense his presence most intensely. The disciples really had no reason to fear. They had what every one of us has. They had the presence of Christ, the power of Christ, and the promise of Christ. You have to have those to make it through the storms that you will face in this life. So what kind of storm are you going through right now? Is it a strained relationship? Is it a financial difficulty? Is it a painful memory that has you so tied up that you can't see anything else? Is it a health problem? Is it a secret storm? Something on the inside, guilt or grief or anger or bitterness or jealousy or fear? Maybe you feel like the circumstances of life are tossing you back and forth like a toy in a big ocean. And you're thinking, I'm going under. I'm not going to make it. If that's the way you feel, then God wants to say to you today, no matter how big the wave is, Jesus can rebuke it. And he wants to calm the storm in your life and my life. He wants to say, peace, be still. Only Jesus can calm the restlessness in our heart right now. Stop looking for somebody else to be your solution. Stop looking to some experience to be your solution. There is only one person who can calm storms, and his name is Jesus. Notice the last verse in this passage. In verse 27, the men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and waves obey him. Good question. What kind of man is this? Well, the answer is, he isn't a man at all. He is the son of God with all power in his hands. There's nobody like him. There's no circumstances that can restrict him, no adversity that can hinder him, no situation that can constrain him, no power that can control him, no enemy that can defeat him, no obstruction that can block him, and no force that can limit him. There's absolutely nothing that is impossible for Jesus to do. He has, he has never known of a problem that was too big to solve. He has never known of a circumstance that was too difficult to change. He has never known of a heart that was too broken to bless. He has never known of a question that was too hard to answer. And he has never known of a crisis that was too critical to confront. Neither has he ever known of a request that was too impossible to grant, or a mountain that was too steep to climb, or a sorrow that was too deep to remove. 
or a cripple that was too lame to heal, nor a wind that was too strong to calm. Whatever you need, or whatever your need is today, Jesus can meet it. If you need healing, Jesus can do it. If you need comfort, Jesus can give it. If you need courage, Jesus can provide it. If you need joy, Jesus can give it to you. If you need peace, Jesus can provide it. If you need a blessing, he can give that too. There's just nobody like Jesus. Or do you know him? Say yes. Do you love him? And do you stand in need of a blessing this day? And God is going to grant you that blessing that he knows that you stand in need of. Let us thank him and praise him for his goodness to us. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.